Hello, welcome and thank you for joining us today on Friend of God, brought to you by Friendship Baptist Church, located in Sturgis, Mississippi. Today you will hear Dr. Jeremy McCory's teaching from 1 Corinthians chapter 7. We hope that this sermon will encourage you when you find yourself struggling on how you fit into God's family. Let's join Dr. McCory as he reminds us to focus on Jesus, regardless of our station in life. Now last week we talked about marriage and we talked about the facets of marriage that, that really just call for us to make a response as husbands, as wives, as those in the relationship, but also it's a call to live in a certain manner. When you and I are called to do something, what does that mean? Well, a good definition of the word called is God's summoning of people to himself as well as to particular tasks. So we can be called in a, in a multifaceted way. We can be called unto God through salvation, which we all are called. We can be also called to do particular tasks, meaning that some of you are great at the field that you're in, the particular place that you work and, 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 and serve at, you're, you're called to serve there for the amount of time, for the season that you're there. You're called to serve. Many of you are school age, so you're called to be in that mission environment to serve God where you are. And, and you think about various other stages. You're called to serve God. God in the place where he has called you to but first and foremost you all are called to be a child of God through salvation so calling when we say calling in your life it's not just being called to do something it's also first and foremost being called to know Jesus Christ and that calling in our lives is something that echoes for each and every one of us so as we understand the meaning of calling, you and I were called to live and to walk in a manner worthy of God Almighty. Meaning that the way that we live has effects deep and far reaching on those that are around us. You and I don't just make a decision or live in a certain way without thinking how it will and should affect those around us. Because in reality, if you and I were called, meaning we are believers in Christ, we are also called to serve those around us and think about the, the way that we live. It, it, it can draw somebody to Christ or it can cause someone to stumble. Verse 17 in chapter 7 says, only as to the Lord has assigned to each one, as God has called each, in this manner let him walk. And so I direct in, in all the churches to walk. The called are meant to walk. Walk is an action, right? To walk means that you and I are called to do something. Uh, to walk means that we are not to remain stationary. To walk means that you and I are distinctly set apart for a purpose that God has set in our lives. That means that there is no time to be wasted in our lives. You might say, well, I'm not where I want to be where I am in life right now. And maybe some of you have said that somewhere along the path in your life. But the reality behind that statement is this. You might not be where you want to be in life, but you're right where God wants you to be. Amen? 
God wants you to be where you are in the place you are in life so that you rely on Him the most, so that you're able to serve Him the best, so that there's someone in your life that needs to know about Jesus Christ in the season that you're in. You're in a place not of, of punishment or anything else. You're in a place where you can see and seek God the most, where He has called you to. God doesn't just put us places. God calls us places. So we're meant to walk and also to walk with Him being called by him means that we do so with intentionality. You know, we don't just say, well, if there happens to be an occurrence in my life that God drops in my path, then I'll go there. You, no, every morning you go to God saying, God, take me, use me. You've called me. So, so God, I want to walk. So, God, you just lead in God and open up doors that are previously closed Help people's heart that they might be receptive to you. God, use me and utilize me and put people in my path today. And you go in expecting God to do something. I promise you, you'll be looking for what God is doing, won't you? When you pray in that manner, you say, God, do all that you've called me to do. God, bring those things and those people into the path. Then I know that you'll see people in your world, in your area, in your place that you've never seen before, and you'll see their needs, and you'll be able to see how God has uniquely placed you where you are for that particular portion of your life, for that particular moment in your life, to do His greatest in and through you. So we are meant to walk with intentionality for the purpose of God. Verse 18, it says, Was any man called when he was already circumcised? He is not to be uncircumcised. Has anyone been called in uncircumcision? He is not to be circumcised. Now, here's the reality behind that. That's talking about the Jewish faith, and that's talking about those who were God's people versus Gentiles, which are me and you, and that talks about the difference in their cultures there. But also, it takes it one step farther as it goes into verse 19. Listen to this. It says, Circumcision is nothing, and uncircumcision is nothing. But what matters? Now, y'all listen to this. What matters is keeping of the commandments of God. We can get so wrapped up in these little small things, can't we? Or maybe that's just me. You can get wrapped up in so many of these things in life that it gets your mind off what's most important. Y'all, it's most important that you and I keep the commands of God in our life. The commands are not just suggestions. They are commands for a reason. God has placed all of these things before us so that his kingdom might prosper and grow, and he's giving you and I the ability and the intellect to follow him, to do what he has called us to do for his kingdom's sake. And so we get wrapped up in the small things. When God has called us to look at what matters, to keep the commands of God. And I know we live in a world that is full of compromise. Compromise is the word of the day for the world around us because it's become so tolerant and accepting of so many things that the word of God prohibits and says is absolutely wrong. It's believed in the, in the wiles and the words of the devil, hook, line, sinker. And it's believed in so many ways. And because of that, so many churches have grown into a culture of accepting and believing in the things that the world around us tells us is right and wrong. 
But here's the reality of that fact. If we're not looking at the world around us through the lens of the Word of God, then we're looking at it in the wrong perspective. We're letting the world inform the church instead of the church inform the world. Amen? We're playing with dangerous things when we allow for the world to inform the people of God versus God's people looking to the Word of God and an all-sufficient God to tell us how we ought to be in this world. So what we are called to do is to remain steadfast in what God has called us to do, to never, ever compromise the Word of God for something that I think. Let me tell you what I think is not important. What God thinks and what God says and what God lays out in his commands, his mandates for our life, that's what we need to believe in. Verse 20 takes it like this. It says, each man must remain in the condition in which he was called. That means that you and I are to continue to ask God every single day to reveal to us a way that we might serve him and be of use to his kingdom until he tells us different, right? Until God says to us, you're either done with that task or it's time to go home. We need to continue and be faithful to a God who is ever faithful to us. Amen? God is faithful, right? Even when we are not. God is faithful. God shows up in so many tangible ways every day in the smallest and greatest of details, and he also leads us to stay steadfast and immovable in that calling that he has put before us, whether it's to himself initially, but also to the task ahead of us. We are to remain steadfast in that condition until he is through. And if he doesn't say we're done yet, guess what? We're not done yet. He has more yet for us to do. So we think about that, but also we think about those that are free. Those that are the free man and the slave. If you look at those, you see the verses illustrated here. It says in verse 21, while you were, were you called while a slave? Not, do not worry about it, but if you are able to do so also, free, rather do that. For he who is called in the Lord while a slave is the Lord's freedman. Likewise, he who was called while free is Christ's slave. In other words, we've got to understand that you and I are to be bondservants of Christ. To be a bondservant of Christ means that we voluntarily give over ourselves to him. We voluntarily die to self every day. We voluntarily understand that you and I individually were given a sacrifice beyond measure. And as a believer in Christ, we have responsibilities to live according to God's mandates in our lives. In other words, it's God first and everything else. Amen? So bond servant of Christ means that I formerly were wrapped up in my own self and so therefore I was a slave to my sin and I was a slave to those around me and I believed and I lived in a manner in a different way but now that I know Christ and now am free in Christ through salvation having called me I choose to follow him every day there's a difference behind that you say well I'll never be able to 
repay God for what he has done in my life. And I'd say amen to that. But also I say it does matter how you live out that calling in your life that you say, God, first and foremost, and then everything else. You put God as a priority in your life. You say, God, how can I live when life is difficult? How can I live when the world seemingly is not as it should be? We understand that you and I were bought with a price. How many of you understand that you were bought with a price? And you say, well, it didn't cost me anything. But it cost God everything. He gave his only begotten son so that you might live. And Jesus didn't just walk up and say, okay, I've taken that debt. He was beaten and scourged. I'll save you the, the whole gruesome of it all, but I'm telling you, it was painful. It hurt. See, Jesus was not only God, but he was man too. So he felt every blow that came against him. He felt everything as he carried that cross to the mountain, to the place to be crucified, the most horrible death. But the wonderful thing about it is he had told his people what before he left? What did he tell them? Three days, I'll be back. And they were like, yes, yeah, right, right? Three days later, he came back and he appeared to those and the graves opened and God did something that no one else could and he paid for the price that we might have been free. So we were bought with the price to which we did not pay on our own that he paid for us. So we are to live differently. It says in verse 24, it says, Brethren, each one is to remain with God in that condition to which we were called. So we are fully dependent on God for everything. The freedom that we have is a freedom that many people will never ever understand. So we are to walk in a manner worthy of the gospel. You know what, I, I thought of this and I said, well, what's the best way to illustrate that? Worthy, we need to be people that are worthy of following, meaning that we are so close to Jesus at a glance that those who see and watch us might encounter Jesus. Amen? Meaning how we live does matter and how others see us does matter. We need to, do, we need to elevate people towards a deeper faith in Jesus Christ. But we need to understand too, being called is not just for those who stand in a pulpit. Being called is for each and every person as he calls them unto him, but also calls us to do something distinct in this life that is meant for his glory. Tenley this morning accepted Christ, came through the waters. You know what? That was a powerful witness to the world around us. Amen? That's powerful. That has God changed her and God can change you. That's the witness there. That's the opportunity. That's what we are called to do. Everyone is called to do this regardless of all the other gifts and the talents that we have. Following Jesus means dying to self every day. That means that you begin to say, not my will, but your will, God, every single day. And you allow God to do his very best in you that day 
and the next day and the next day. Secondly, it means to keep diligent to the calling in your life. Until God relieves you or calls you elsewhere, pay attention to your time with God. Why is it important that we pay attention to our time with God? Because we need to ensure that it is His voice leading and not another voice. It's so important that you and I spend so much time with God that we hear that gentle whisper as if it's a megaphone in our ears. That we know without God's leading and taking a step that we are to stay where we are. To be perseverant, endurant in all things. Charles Spurgeon once called a meeting of his board to consider pressing financial needs of his tabernacle. The members all agreed that the thing that they were to do is to pray until the Lord sent his supply. So at this very point, Mr. Spurgeon interrupted and he said, Wait a minute. Before you begin this prayer meeting, there's something I'd like to do. So he took out a sheet of paper and he wrote, C.H. Spurgeon, which is his name, gives 50 pounds. Next, he passed it around that others might write down how much they would give. When the subscriptions were totaled, the prayer meeting turned out to be a praise and glory session, for the need had been fully met. Think about that. What do you already have that you can use to glorify the Lord? What has he already called you to that he has cultivated before you got there that you need to speak truth of love into the lives of those around you? Maybe you think you're in a place in your life because of some circumstance. But God can take the most dismal of circumstances and bring the beautifulest flowers, can he? And I know I just created a word, but I can do that. But God can take the most broken people and he can do the grandest thing, right? For his kingdom's glory. So thirdly, we are to live for God in the place and the season that we're called in. If you are forgiven and you have that freedom and you have that, that, that time in your life that you understand that we are no longer slaves to sin, but we are bond servants of God, meaning that we are children of God. We are a forever family with the house of God. We are to live for God and the place and the season that we have been called in. And that doesn't matter whether you're in the valley that's deep or you're in the mountaintop that's high. Wherever God has you in the season you're in. Maybe it's not a place that you wanted to be in. But I'm telling you, you're right where God needs you to be. So worship Him where you are. Serve Him where you are. And proclaim His name above all names where you are. Because I guarantee you, you avail yourself to God and He will do much in your life. Fourthly, You've got to understand that you are valuable to Him. The Bible says that you are a treasure to God. See, God created you and I for a purpose. God created us in His image. And I promise you this, as improper as I can say this, God don't make no trash. He makes all of us for a purpose. And he calls us a treasure. 
I think about it like this. Uh, oftentimes, we may be out in the world, and maybe it's even in our own backyard, and we start digging around in the dirt a little bit, and we find something that we didn't know was there, don't we? Maybe it's, it's something that we have to take out and to polish off, to clean the dirt and the grit off of, to see what's underneath. And as we wash and clean that and, and restore it back to where it needs to be, it shines yet again, and it's something we're proud of. God kind of takes us out of the muck and the mire, the dirt, and the dismal place he finds us. And he makes us clean again, doesn't he? He gives us a new purpose and a new hope that we never, ever had. Because we were forever buried in our sin. But God has raised us to this new life. The reality behind why we are valuable is God made us to measure our worth by His love for us. So for that reason alone, you and I are treasured above all. Because we have the love of God beyond all of our sins in our lives. Lastly, we are to stay put and remain. Anybody ever been told to stay put? Some of y'all know what I'm talking about when, when Daddy says stay put. Does that mean you're supposed to get up and go somewhere? What happens when you're told to stay put? You are to stay put, right? That means the intention of the Father is that you are to stay put or suffer the consequences. But so many of us suffer the consequences of where we are in life because we don't stay put when God says to, right? We don't serve him in the place that he has called us to serve him. We don't tell them, tell the, well, those around us the good news. We don't look to God's word and say, God, what do you say? We say, what does everybody else think? If you live in a world of Facebook, we can put it on Facebook and see what everybody else thinks. And if they, they, they say what I say is right or what I'm doing is right, that makes it right. It doesn't make it right. What makes it right and how we live is if the Lord says it's right. He governs and guides our step, and we are to stay put until he calls us. Don't get ahead of God. Just be where God has given us to be in this time in our life, even if it's where you don't want to be. But I tell you, the more that you say that, the more that you look to him, you're right where you need to be, and you'll be satisfied in him right where you are. So I ask you this morning, I want you to think, are you called this morning to know Jesus as Lord and Savior? Are you called this morning to proclaim His name, understanding that you are bought with a price and you are valued? Because at our worst point, at our dirtiest point, He made us clean through His salvation. Will you allow for Him to do that for you this morning? To understand that true freedom comes in knowing Jesus Christ. Forgiving, repenting of our sins, and all that is you're called to do. Maybe you're here this morning, you say, well, I am called as that pertains, but I am also called to do things out in this world to glorify God in the ground that he has given me until he calls me to something else or calls me at the end of my life and says, come home. Maybe you haven't done that. Maybe you fail to see what's around you because you're so worried about what you're dealing with. Maybe this morning you need to say, God, I'm sorry. 
that I haven't kept my eyes on you. That I've allowed for the world to speak louder than I've allowed for you to speak. That I haven't remained diligent to follow your word to inform me about this world, but I've allowed for this world to inform me about how I ought to live. There's nothing that takes the place of our relationship with God. And so maybe you this morning have slowly allowed for the world to creep in and it's wreaked all kind of chaos in your life as a child of God. The Father says it's not too late to come home. It's not too late to change your mind and heart and turn to me. So I'm going to ask you this morning, have you allowed for the world to inform you where you should have allowed for God to inform you? And maybe you need to seek God's forgiveness on that. Maybe you've allowed for the world, quite honestly, to set your value level when God wants you to look at him and his love for you to know that you are worth more. In a world that tells you you are worth less and less every day, God says you're worth so much more. So maybe you've been in a place where you've felt like you've dealt with more than you deserve. God says, I love you greater. I'm here for you. So I'm going to ask you, if you'll stand with me as I pray. Heavenly Father, God, you have called us to this ground to serve you. God, you have called us first and foremost to know you. Heavenly Father, we never know love until we knew you, God. So, God, you told us that Jesus who died for us died while we were at our dirtiest in order to make us clean, in order to give us forgiveness that we could not obtain on our own. Heavenly Father, this world is so full of what may or may not be right and wrong. But Heavenly Father, God, a relationship with you informs the world around us that there is hope eternal. Heavenly Father, I pray that your voice right now and here is the loudest voice in the room. And while, Heavenly Father, we can think of a thousand and one reasons not to do what we ought to do, God, you call us by name. You let us know that you love us that you're there for us, that you're walking with us, that you died for us, all those things that give us worth. But right now, you're calling us to accept you as Lord and Savior. Something that our neighbor can't do, something that our friend can't do, that we have to do on our own. And Heavenly Father, as we do that, we are called to live in a manner worthy of that gospel. God, we are not just to remain stationary when the world around us is falling apart. God, we are to seek you and your kingdom first every single day. Dying to self and saying, God, whatever, wherever, God, I want to do what glorifies you. Heavenly Father, God, I ask your forgiveness in the areas that we have been deficient, God, that we have not met that mark that you've called us to meet. God, forgive us, guide our hearts in these next few moments to respond. God, I pray that we listen to the voice that speaks to us. God, it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining the Friendship Family today. We know that your time is the most valuable commodity that you possess, and we are enormously grateful that you chose to share it with us. 
If you would like to know more about Friendship Baptist Church, please visit our website, friendshipsturges.com, or our Facebook page at facebook.com slash fbcms. Both links can be found in the show notes below. Although we would greatly appreciate you leaving us a rating or review, we would be eternally grateful if you would share it with others. We pray that you have a God-filled day, and remember, love God, love people, and reach the world.